Hello, oh, oh, all my favorite listeners, and thank you all for listening to another great episode on my podcast. Let's kick this off in high gear. A little bit more recaps, perhaps plus other stuff. Now, Ogaiko restart zone, aggression-fueled, crazy restarts at Las Vegas. So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? from Las Vegas this past weekend. Why did we see those restarts? What allowed the drivers to go three wide, four wide? What gave them the confidence to try those things? Well, it's a combination of racetrack and tire combination and horsepower and downforce, all those things combined. So let's get into these restarts and see what the drivers try to do to take advantage of this opportunity. Okay, so here we go, lap 31. Early in the race, already, look at three wide. Look back there in the fourth row, three wide. Harmon trying to make it four wide. Just confidence, the ability to take your car and put it somewhere. Down the back straightaway, look at a huge run on the bottom trying to make something happen. Lots of aggression on these restarts. Let's move forward to lap 88. Again, it's early in the race, but drivers know there's an opportunity. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to try to take advantage of it. Three wide, four wide in the back, right? If there's a hole, go there. You've got to get your momentum. You can't lose your momentum. Look right here. Big block down the back. Anyway, Kyle Busch trying to block Kevin Harvey. Couldn't make it happen. Now three wide on the outside in the third row. It just was a ton of effort by all the drivers to take advantage of these restarts. And they were willing to put themselves in jeopardy because they knew if they didn't, it would ultimately cost them. Look at this restart as we move forward to lap 175. The third row did not get a good jump. That really hurt them. That hurt their momentum. It didn't give them a chance to advance. It didn't give them a chance to get aggressive. That's what you got to do on these restarts. you got to leave the Geico restart zone with forward momentum. Look at that outside line. Look at everybody pushing each other. Three wide on the outside again. Multiple times we saw drivers just jump to the outside. Lap 185. Again, just tons of aggression. The ability to leave the Geico restart zone knowing that if there's a hole, I'm going to put my car there. That's something that we saw this past weekend. And you could go through and analyze every driver from every restart and find an unbelievable amount of big moves. Look at Denny Hamlin right there. Got right to the right corner panel of his teammate, Mark Truex Jr. Drug him back, jumped up on the outside of him. Now just hoping he can clear him. Those moves are so important to make. If you don't clear a guy, though, there's big momentum coming from behind. So much fun watching the drivers navigate these restarts. And now we go to Phoenix, a much smaller racetrack. And with the ability for more contact, entering turn one, crazy restarts there with the apron on the bottom of the front straightaway. Who knows what we're going to see this coming weekend. The only thing I do know for sure, it's going to be a lot of fun. And let's continue. Now some backseat drivers. Is Hendrick Motorsports the best in the garage? 
5-Hour Energy helps you get stuff done. And now, when you purchase 5-Hour Energy, you can instantly win cash prizes. For complete rules on how to enter, visit 5HEWIN.com. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of Getting Stuff Done. I want to start by asking the question that I think everybody is wondering right now for the start of the season. Is Hendrick Motorsports the team to beat, and are they the best team in the garage? Paul, I'm starting with you. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to go against that. You got two of the four winners from Hendrick. I think Chevy as a whole right now is just super strong. I think with the, the new technical alliance that they all have, I think it's it's doing very well for all the teams. Uh, you know, I, I know we've been putting together some strong performances at RCR, and we're, we're liking our speed. Uh, Las Vegas didn't go the way we wanted it to go, but we're, we're ready to keep it pushing. And, you know, I think, like you said, it's 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 tough to bet against Hendrick right now. They're they looking really strong. Uh, Kyle Larson coming into that stable has been huge for them, I think. And the sky's the limit for that team right now, for sure. Kyle, you agree? You pair that skill set of Kyle Larson with a team like Hendrick, and you can see, like we had yesterday, it was just a dominant showing, top side, bottom side. He could do whatever he wanted. That car was an extension of his mind. And then rearview mirror, Sin City turns into Win City. Old Spice Dynasty, with lasting cologne quality scent. Hello, it's me, Spice. Old Spice. Okay, it's just me, Kim, but it does smell good in here, so it's either Old Spice or all that great racing this weekend. Sin City became Win City for three drivers as all of NASCAR's top series hit Las Vegas Motor Speedway. While only a few rose to the podium, all of them had one crazy weekend. So the saying remains true, what happens in Vegas stays on the track. Or does it? There were plenty of wrecks to go around Friday as the truckers clashed and crashed until John Hunter Nemechek took the checkers. As Kyle Busch put it, that four truck is fast. Xfinity also saw some tough breaks and lucky moments. There goes the 20, the 54, and the 98. And we only have one driver left standing, Cali native A.J. Allmendinger. Hell, you don't know when you're going to do this again. You know, you never know this. Maybe this could be the last win. I, I don't know. I hope it's not. I think we can do a lot more, but... So much emotion for one very well-deserved win. Congrats, AJ. But only one driver could truly conquer the desert. Brad Keselowski took stage one, but Kyle Larson had stage two in his pocket and the race in the back. As Kyle Larson wins Las Vegas. The city of second chances gives Larson his seventh career win, and crew chief Cliff Daniels gets his very first. I'm sensing a theme this season. This week's Smell Ready for Anything moment brought to you by Old Spice goes to Chase Elliott again. The number nine has gotten into some pretty tricky situations so far this season, but he always finds an impressive way out. They have a run on our leader. Yes, he does. Oh, oh, oh trouble. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott around, evasive action, and he's going to get clear without contact. Wow. Hey, that might be a put it out next that week. That is, man. 360, keep her going. That is one heck of a save, Chase. Closer look at this moment. Ooh, Alex Bowman, what a near miss. He's at the entrance of Pit Road and just narrowly avoids a wreck. So long for now, folks. Make sure you check in next week because we're staying out west to watch the drivers take on Phoenix and see who can rise to the challenge.
And now, so, even more backseat drivers. A jackpot race out of Las Vegas? Five-hour energy helps you get stuff done. And now, when you purchase five-hour energy, you can instantly win cash prizes. For complete rules on how to enter, visit 5hewin.com. Five-hour energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. It was so good. I felt like it was some of the best racing we've seen in a while, especially in an intermediate track. There was 35 green flag passes just in stage one. What did you think of the racing, Kyle? Man, it was fun to watch. Even my older brother was watching. He said, do they race like this every time? I mean, the green flag drops, you're three wide, four wide. Even the announcer is sitting there in shock. It's great racing. It's great for the sport. Paul, you had a little bit different view than watching on TV. What did you think of the racing? Yeah, so it's, it's funny you say that. Like, I think about it, I can always tell when it's, like, a really great and fun and entertaining race because, like, I watch it and, like, watch stuff from a different perspective being down on pit road. My focus is a little different on what I'm watching and what I'm waiting for. But, you know, I always turn into a fan a little bit when I can tell that it's good racing. And yesterday definitely was that. The four-wide racing, hearing our spotter on the radio, your four-wide, this is happening, this is happening. You kind of, like... Where can I see? Like, I need to see this. I want to watch this. And luckily, we had the, uh, the big Megatron right in front of our uh, our pit stall, so that was nice. But awesome racing. Good to see a lot of fans back in the stands. Uh, really looking forward to what the rest of the season is going to have to offer. I'll, I'll piggyback on that, Alex. I think the fans being back in the stands at capacity, at the COVID capacity, it was awesome. Uh, felt on TV like I was watching a real race again with the real fanfare. And now, oh, Harvard, now Kevin Harvard flex on NASCAR's work to the one year after COVID outbreak. Yeah, well. This Coca-Cola Zero Sugar tastes mighty delicious. Come on, buddy. If you keep lying like this, you'll be a puppet forever. It's the honest truth. You're right, it's delicious. I never lie. I think that the biggest thing that stands out to me is just, you know, the fact that in general, I think as a sport, we've done a really good job of, of navigating and adapting to our environment and doing the things that we that we need to do to, um, you know, to put on a race and a show. And, and obviously, you're seeing fans back in the stands. And, and I think our sport's been a leader on a lot of those those types of things. I think from a, from a team standpoint and a sport, um, you know, I think we've, we've definitely... I think we've been able to try a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have tried if, if it wasn't for COVID. So, you know, I think when you step back from it, I think, um, you know, COVID will have forever changed our sport in, in many different areas. I think, you know, we've, we've realized a lot of inefficiencies that we've, that we've had as, as a sport um, from how many people we take to the track to how we function, how many days we need to be at the track. Um, you know, there's just so many little things that will make us more efficient whether it's how we bring guests to the racetrack, how we sign in, uh, the sheer number of people, the days we're at the racetrack. Um, you know, I think there's just a lot of things that happen that probably wouldn't have happened as rapidly if, if we weren't in this, uh, in, in this environment. So, you know, in a really, really bad uh, scenario, I think we're going, going to come out of this with a lot of ideas and, and have tried a lot of things that, that we might not have necessarily tried if it was a normal year. And now scanner sounds. Drivers search for winning an oasis in Vegas desert. 
delicious. the end of our time so let's keep it going and and now I'm about to announce who's gonna be the grand marshal for this upcoming instacart 500 it's Jason Biggs host of cheer he's been in in movies I think it's gonna be nice Phoenix is going to be really fun on the sea right here. Here we are at the end of our time. See you tomorrow for another episode on the NASCAR series. Woo!